there's so many opportunities that are out there that that's what really kind of excites me a lot about franchising is this isn't about putting square pegs and round holes. This is about finding the right person for the franchise and for that franchise potential franchisee as well. Welcome to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Today, we're going to have a guest join us, and we're going to discuss a particular industry in the franchising world. It is uh, a low overhead, low investment, quick ramp up, high revenue potential, easy to scale, and delightfully unsexy. It is the home service industry. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about what the heck does that even mean? What all does that include? Um, and get a quick peek at one of our franchise partners within that space. Um, so that's coming up. But first, let's tell you who we are. Francoach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with well over 500 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And our goal of the Franchising 101 podcast is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. Okay, so that's a bit about us. Now let's get to our guest. Uh, Joining us today is the Executive Director of Franchise Development for Handyman Connection, Mr. Luke Schulte. Luke, thanks for joining us today. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you. We are uh, definitely excited and and, excited. Want to talk to you a lot about just a little bit about you, of course, first, and you've got a fantastic background for a decade or so in this wonderful world we call franchising Um, and almost all of it in the super sexy genre of home (laughs) service industry. So um, we want to pick your brain about all all of the possibilities in home service, some key things to consider. Um, Also want to hear a little bit about your franchise handyman connection, but seriously, man, first tell us uh, who's, who's Luke? How's your, I always love hearing the story of how people kind of got started in franchising. So give us a scoop, brother. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll go we'll go way back to to like grade school and high school. Um, I always was entrepreneurial. Um, I loved you know kind of hustling. Uh, you know, for, whether it was making t shirts, you know, silkscreen t shirts when I was in the later part of grade school, all the way into um, you know one of my more famous moments in my life was I was a, a DJ here in St. Louis for weddings, bar mitzvahs, college and high school events, all that fun stuff. So I always loved kind of being in control of my own destiny from an early age on. Um, one, I don't know if that was just because I knew my skill sets and I, <laughs> and I knew I kind of had to command it uh, because I wasn't necessarily the best student. Uh, but I, I, like I said, always had that entrepreneurial streak and, uh, you know, went to of all things, art school, like I had mentioned. And after art school, you know, you don't have tremendous qualifications in the business world, but I had that entrepreneurial drive. And one thing leads to the next, and I decided I want to move to Chicago. 
And I took a role with a business that um, I wish it was more glamorous than this, but I was looking to cover my living expenses in, in Chicago. And the, the business that, that covered that need uh, was a commercial cleaning franchise of all things. Um, and so that's how I initially got introduced into the uh, franchising world is I was working for a franchisee. Uh, that particular franchisee owned uh, the markets of St. Louis, Little Rock, Chicago, Miami. Um, so really kind of a, a cool experience. Um, I, I got to see with that particular franchise, we were a franchisee, but we were also a franchisor. If you guys are familiar with um, some of the commercial cleaning franchise models that are out there, um, the person that may own the city, they, they have particular rights, but then the crews that are actually doing the work for uh, the, the contracts that are held are actually franchisees of that person. So really interesting because I got to see what both sides of the equation were. Um, beyond that, I, I wasn't in love with that business model. Um, you know, it was something that there, there were a few too many moving parts for me personally um, within that business. And I kind of left the world of franchising, got involved with uh, some big businesses like Wells Fargo. Uh, then I, oddly enough, started selling rags and commercial uh, commercial goods, you know, safety equipment and grease and all that stuff. And then I found myself looking like a lot of potential franchisees are looking for what was my next new adventure going to be. And my uncle, who had always been a business mentor of mine, he's what I lovingly refer to as a uh, serial entrepreneur. Um, I couldn't tell you how many businesses he's owned, but towards the end of that life uh, of being that serial entrepreneur, uh, he had really focused in on franchises and he was working with a commercial window cleaning franchise uh, that was based out of St. Louis, which is where I'm from. Uh, and he said, why don't you come talk to us? And I remember kind of saying, eh, okay, maybe. Um, but, you know, growing up as a, you know, a kid whose, whose family took precedent over everything out of obligation to my uncle, I said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll have a conversation with him. And man, was I glad that I did. Um, because with this service model, and this is what really launched my career um, in home service or service-based franchises, uh, because I loved what I saw within that business model. I loved the fact that, you know, there were this magical idea of reoccurring revenue streams. You know, <laughs> it was really a shame to say that it took me 30 something years to figure out, you know, a reoccurring revenue stream. Uh, I love the fact that it was simple. There was low overhead. It, it had what I, I like to refer to as a balanced relationship with a home service franchise or a service-based franchise. Typically the customer was going to getting a quality product at a fair price. The employees were doing well. The franchisees were seeing a great return. And in most cases, these, these franchisors really embraced this idea that they were franchise partners with the, the franchisees that, that had those particular markets. So I, I really loved the opportunities that were there. Um, and, and frankly, I got to meet some really wonderful people throughout the process of being involved in uh, what I do in franchising. So having that, that ability to help people get into business. And uh, frankly, I've met some wonderful people in the world of franchising. And so it's a very industry, very interesting industry to be a part of. And 
it's really one that that once you get in, you, you never want to leave just because of the the people and the connections that you run into. I always kind of joke it's like it's like the mafia. Once you're in, you you, you can't you can't get out. I mean, minus yeah. the extortion and murder and all those things, right? But um, <laughs> it is. I, I, just, I call it the Hotel California. You know, that's once probably you check a in, one. you don't check out. So <laughs> yeah, it's either, it's either our, I've made the, the 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 reference to the John Wick movies, which is a reference if you haven't seen it, it's pretty pointless reference right but but um as are many of my references but it's like this whole underworld like it's, it's right in front of our face but it's hidden and we don't we don't see it right exactly. um because yeah. you just have no idea when you're on the outside looking in you don't realize that basically every dang thing we do business with um that that has any sort of actual logo and, and nice look to it is probably a franchise, whether they're cleaning your windows or they're giving you your cheeseburger. Right. So, um, very cool. And I love the DJ thing, by the way, I got to like, when I was in, in college, um, when I, or even as a kid, like that was, I was, I grew up in, in sports, but like, I always would, would joke as a kid. I don't know if it's a joke. I'm like, I'm going to be so good at sports that when I retire, I'm going to be a broadcaster. Right. Yeah. And so, um, my last year of college, not too far from you up the road in lovely Kirksville, Missouri, shout out to our Truman state bulldogs, uh, was, uh, I got a job at the local radio station as a DJ and it was like my dream. And this is 91, 92. Like I was literally making $4 an hour <laughs> as, as, a, as a weekend DJ. And I was so excited. I'm like calling home and told my mom, I'm like, mom, I got a, got a job. And she's like, Oh, that's great. You have a face for radio. Oh, there went my excitement and there's, so yeah, years, years of therapy (laughs) later, right here we are. So, um, so we talk about, but home service and it gets used broadly for, for a lot of reasons, um, could also really sometimes include service that's going into a home or a business. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really broad. And so, but give us an idea of some of the kind of little niches um, that are out there within that industry that's that people might think of or might have not even realized is a thing. Yeah, I, I always I always laugh about this. Whenever I, I get a new candidate that's interested in 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 our brand, I, I always say, I bet you've always dreamt about being a handyman. That's been your mm-hmm. life's goal, right? That's why you went, you got your MBA, you got all this other stuff because you wanted to be a handyman. Um, it, it's really amazing what's out there, you know, uh, moving people's homes, uh, you know, taking the junk out of their house, you know, uh, down to cleaning their windows, you know, simple tasks that I even saw a, uh, uh, I don't know what the proper term here is, but uh, removing yard waste (laughs) from your pets. There's a franchise for that. I I love going to these meetings and these conferences uh, within our industry. And I, and I walk around and I spend so much time talking to the other franchisors in the area because I'm always just amazed at, at what's out there. You know, if there's a need for anything, there's a franchise for it. You know, putting up Christmas lights, getting rid of mosquitoes, you name it. There's, it, there's so many opportunities that are out there. But that's what really kind of excites me a lot about franchising is this isn't about putting square pegs and round holes. This is about finding the right person for the franchise and for that franchise potential franchisee as well. So, you know, it's got to be that that shared relationship that I keep going back to. But um, it's amazing how many 
uh, different things are out there that build tremendous, wonderful businesses. It's just you got to get past the idea of what it is that they do. Um, you know, it's about having a solid business plan. It's about having all the systems, the technologies, the marketing, all that fun stuff that that you probably learned about in your MBA. But you got to just kind of turn off what it is you actually do until you understand the business model and then just capture that demand with that widget that you produce. Right. And then I think the other thing is when people start up their own business or they think about, well, oh, I'd love to have my own business. It's confined to what they've already done in the past. Um, right. With franchising, it's the complete opposite. So you can think of the franchise that cleans up like dog poo. And again, yeah. literally there is one. And I think a couple um, to washing windows, to building, to cleaning, to fixing, to painting, to whatever. The owner is rarely the one doing the work, right? And I know for you guys, you're going to tell, you're going to tell prospective owners, like, don't you dare pick up the hammer. That's not your job, right? So that's, I think that's a big thing for people to realize because then all of a sudden it opens up. I'm like, oh, well, good. I'm like, and for me, my eight-year-old is handier than me, right? So you would never, your franchisees would never in a million years hire me as a craftsman, um, but as a potential owner, that's awesome. I don't have to do the work. I have to be able to run the business. Actually, I'll, I'll even go as far as to say this. If, if I have candidates that come across, you know, in some of the other industries, nobody ever said, oh, I, I love cleaning toilets or I, I love cleaning windows. That normally doesn't happen. But in the handyman space, sometimes you'll get people that say, oh, I'm a really handy guy. I love working with my hands. I love working with tools. I'd argue that that's maybe not a good franchisee for us. Um, what I have found in my years of franchising is the guys that get on the truck, and I say guys, the franchisee that gets on the truck, that turns the wrench, that does the whatever the task is, they're actually burdening themselves and putting up a barrier to success. Because where, what you'll find in any business, I, I don't care if it's a subway a pizza place, a gym, whatever the case may be, your biggest struggle is going to be, do you have the people to execute your business plan? And what I've seen in home services is a lot of times those franchisees, those business owners are going to say, oh, well, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, once their X, Y, and Z done today, I need to go make sure that it gets done. I would argue that your time is better spent as a franchisee making sure that you have a good inventory of people uh, to make sure that you get that done. So you going out and doing the work actually creates this nasty cycle of, oh, I've got all this work. I've got to get it done. I don't have time to hire. I don't have time to train. And because you don't have time to hire and train, now you've made it so that you can't scale or grow your business and get the returns that you're looking for out of it. So um, yeah, I 100% agree with you that, you know, staying off the truck is, is probably the most important thing for a franchisee to be successful. Yeah. And, and every now and then, I, I think probably every home service brand has, has, has an owner or two that are, that are the, the doer and yep. that's exactly what they want to do. And they're happy. Um, and that, and that's, and that's okay, but they're, you know, rarely like high earners, within the system. And again, if that's, if that's meeting their goal, that that's fine. But the, the problem is 
when people think they can do it at the beginning and then, oh, I'll hire somebody once we start to grow, it's just, it's really difficult because you basically have to almost go backwards yeah. to get somebody on. And then it's going to be that person is like, well, I can't trust them. I'm just going to go do it myself. Right. And like, yeah. you're not wearing a red cape with an S on the back, dude. You got to, yeah. you got to build, you got to build a team. And that's the point of the franchise. So sometimes like you're, you're, I think you're spot on. It's if you could jump in there for handyman connection, if I think I'm really handy, like, oh, I know I can jump. Like, no, that's not your job. Your yeah. job is running the business, right? Connecting in the community, face of the business, visiting with customers, think things of that nature, right? So um, what do you see within just kind of broad with within home service? Again, like we talked about, it's not winning any award for sexiest business on the planet, <laughs> right? Um, but I always kind of say it, 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 it's not sexy until you see the numbers, right? Right. Very, very low investment, typically very low overhead, quick ramp, easy to scale. Um, you know, you could have a, a use the example, a lot of a, a, just a, a standard, like come in your house and clean your house franchise might have a third, the investment of a subway and do two, three times the revenue of one. Right. right? So, um, but, but right. Talk just maybe your thoughts after a decade or so in home service and what you look for in the next five to 10 years within the industry. Yeah. I, I think, and I say this, being careful here, but the past year and a half uh, for home services have actually been pretty good. And I say that carefully because I know the world's going through some very difficult times right now. But what I've always loved about the home service industry is the resiliency that it has. Um, You know, if we're talking about, you know, times are good. Let's look at it from a positive perspective. Times are really good. The economy's booming. You know, everything's moving in the right direction. These home service franchises are are at a high demand because people are either looking to improve their house, they're looking to improve their business, they're they're improving things. And the world we live in has been Uberized and Amazonized to make up a couple of terms here. But there's this need for these services to be done. Because either you're moving to a better house and you got to get that house ready for sale or, you know, you're, you're, you're expanding your business, whatever the case may be. That's, in, that's when times are good. When times are bad, people say, well, this is the house that I'm sitting in for the next five to 10 years until the economy turns around. So I need to make sure that that kitchen's right for me because I'm going to use this kitchen for the next five, 10 years. So some real resiliency that comes with that. Also, you know, depending upon the franchise you're talking about, if if your bathroom, you know, if your toilet stops working or, or your, your faucet's leaking or you can't get your, your doors open because they're, they're stuck shut, whether it's your front door, your garage door, whatever the case may be, you're still going to hire somebody to get that work done when times are good or when times are bad. Yeah. Um, also with the pandemic, if we want to look at the elephant in the room, um, I'll tell you right now, and I, I, I say this with all the love and compassion towards my wife here, but the longer my wife stays in the house, the longer that honeydew list gets around the house of things that didn't bother her before, but now are driving her completely crazy. Yeah. Um, so that demand just always seems to be there. And I, and I love that, that resiliency is there. I love the fact that it's not glamorous. I love the fact that I almost have to convince people 
to take the time to talk with with me about you know handyman connections, this home service business that they never dreamt of. Because what it's doing is, is there's this demand, but then the other side of demand is your competition, right? And we've got this very professional buttoned up system that we're competing against a dude with a pickup truck and a toolbox. Um, you know, that's typically who we're going against. And so the demand's high, the competition is low when you look at the professionalism. Uh, and, and so it really creates a, a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a lot of times, even in those downturns, right, because you're, you're, you're not competing on price, right? That's, right. that's, that's Billy Bob and the beat up pickup truck, right? Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with Billy Bob or his beat up pickup truck, but that's a different, is going after a different person. Um, and so, so sometimes even when things are bad or, or downturn a little bit, you're still going after that, that higher quality kind of, kind of customer, so to speak. And a lot of those industries, certainly a handyman connection, some of them, again, if like, I wake up and I got two feet of water in my house. I don't care how, what the economy is doing. I need somebody over here to clean up this mess now. Um, so it's, it's just things that are ne- never, ever going to go away. And I, I've said with like your industry in the, in the past, it's like, it's like maybe the, the, the oldest industry, like in the, like back in the caveman days, we were still, you know, <laughs> like hit, hitting something to like fix it, fix up what the cave looked like. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been, it's been around forever. And I think we all, have things that we're comfortable paying for no matter what. Um, and then other things, you know, but again, there's that, that market is always there. So yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very cool. And we appreciate you coming on. And one of the kind of last thing is, is, you know, we mentioned at the start, you, you're, you're with a fantastic franchise called Handyman Connection. And, and though I'm not the smartest dude in the world, I can kind of figure out based on the name Handyman, kind of what they do. Um, and we want to kind of little little teaser here. I want to give you a moment to talk about this, but I do want to kind of promote the fact that we, we got, this is part one and part two with, uh, with, with Luke. And so we have one of our franchisor spotlights um, Tuesday, September 4th. Or I'm sorry, Tuesday, September 14th, helps if I can read, um, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, uh, where we're going to have a whole deep dive into Handyman Connection. Uh, but give us give us a little peek, maybe a couple minutes here, just what, obviously the Handyman piece, but a little overview of Handyman Connection so people get even more excited to come back on the 14th. Absolutely, absolutely. So probably one of the franchise concepts I have been most excited about it in a very long time, just because I, I look at the world that we live in today and I see the opportunities here with this. Um, what I love about Handyman Connection is it kind of satisfies a, a, a lot of different elements within a homeowner. You know, there's a lot of franchises out there that are laser focused on doing one task. What I love about Handyman Connection is the answer is normally yes, and then it's followed with a question of what else. Um, you know, you want a new ceiling fan install? Sure, we can do that. What else can we do for you? Uh, you you want new gutter guards, or you want your your bathroom painted, or whatever the case may be? We can say yes to so many things that it, it, it really creates some wonderful opportunities. The other thing that I love about Handyman Connection is if we look at the people that that we're helping 
Um, you know, you look at the boomers, the boomers were a very self-reliant, handy group. They're aging. So the things that they could very easily do in the past, now they maybe need a little bit of help. And we're looking at that younger middle generation, my generation, that's now saying, okay, well, I need somebody to help mom or dad stay in the house. I, I need them to be, you know, I, we need somebody to come out there and, and, and do little things around the house in order to make sure that they don't have to move into that retirement community, you know, prematurely. So I love that there's a huge piece there. Then the other side is the millennials. And I know people, you know, there's this stigma or, or, or this, 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 oh, the millennials for us, us old people. But I love the millennial generation. The millennial generation has done so much to be, to better themselves. You know, the, the generations in the past set them up. They've taken the ball, they've run with it. They've got, you know, incredible education. They've spent all this time building up these wonderful careers and now they get into it. And because of that, now they don't have the time to do some of the things around their house. So the millennials are wonderful customers for us because they have the means, they have the drive. They don't have the time nor the experience. Um, so I love it. Every time Chip and Joanna Gaines get on HGTV and they talk about shiplap and all this other stuff around the house, our phones light up <laughs> because we you know, have these high demands for what they want to do. And the, the, the technical ability um, you know, of how to execute some of these dreams and goals that people have for their house is maybe a bit lacking. So really a wonderful opportunity you take the, the market, you take the demand, you couple that with, you know, best of class marketing systems, wonderful CRMs, you know, social media, digital marketing, direct mail, you name it. We're not going to leave any stone unturned. And you couple that with wonderful tradesmen and craftsmen that are looking for someone to run the business. With Handyman Connection, think of it this way. This is the most simple way to think of the handyman business. You're the business liaison between a craftsman and the customer. The craftsmen are wonderful at doing what they do well, what they've spent their lives learning about. Probably not so good on the business side. And that's where our franchisees come into play. We're going to handle the marketing. We're going to handle the customer acquisition piece. We're going to handle the billing, all of the stuff on the front and the back end. Let's let the tradesmen do what they're good at. Let's let the customer get that product that we're looking for. And with our franchisee being involved, again, all ships rise with the tide here. And the customer, the, the the craftsman, the franchisee, everybody sees the return that they're looking for with this opportunity, and everybody leaves a happy customer. So that's a hopefully that's short enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that that's perfect, and I'm already excited for the webinar um, Tuesday, September 14th, one Eastern, ten Pacific, um, for that to sign up if you'd like to learn about that. Um, Find us find us online, francoach.net, and of course, our podcast-specific website, franchising101podcast.net. Um, send us a message there. We'll get you all the info to sign up and uh, let Luke uh, educate us uh, way more on Handyman Connections. So, Luke, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today, man. We're excited to, uh, to talk to you again here in a month, but thanks so much for talking to us today. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to talk again. All right. Thanks so much. All right. And thank everyone for joining us again today, as always, for another episode of the Franchising 101 podcast. Uh, Hopefully this will help enlighten those interested in franchise ownership to some of the amazing possibilities that are out there. If you enjoy the podcast, we hope you do. Uh, If you haven't already, subscribe and follow so you can listen to all of our episodes. 
And again, for the upcoming webinar, September 14th, Tuesday, September 14th, 1 Eastern, 10 Central, um, shoot us a message, francoach.net or our podcast page, franchising101podcast.net. Send us a message. We'll get you all the login info so you can be there. And anytime you want to send us a message, you want to reach out to us to get a call scheduled uh, to help find your perfect match, we'd love to chat with you. Again, there's no fee for our service. We encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay safe and we look forward to connecting very soon. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.